from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Mike Elko, hear me out. Deion Sanders minus the hype and sizzle. Right? Go on. Kind kind of turned a a program that was a little uh, down on itself into a much better team. Has the momentum. Probably a significantly better recruiting situation than they were in two, three years ago. Oh, by the way. Doesn't have the hype or the sizzle or the swag of of Deion Sanders, but getting it done. There's more. What do they say? There's more than one way to skin a cat, which is a weird phrase to say out loud. Yeah. Uh, there's more than one way to rebuild the program, which is a much more comfortable thing to say on radio without getting uh, getting upset. Mike Elko might and and Duke might actually be the best story in, in the college coaching world, just without all of the uh, other stuff, right? <laughs> I doubt Mike Elko has like you know, hey, I you know, it just got personal. I'm gonna buy you sunglasses. Like I don't, I don't know if he has that in his bag of tricks. It's it's probably more the other side of coaching, but it's there nonetheless. UConn was a a quintessential meaning for Duke. The UConn game, which took place over the weekend, was a quintessential, a a tailor made trap game, and they did not fall in the trap at all. They did not get anywhere closer anywhere close to falling for the trap. They were, uh, you know, like the 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 wily old veteran spy from a spy movie that is like, oh, you thought you were going to get me with that old trick? As they, you know, uh, it, it switch all the, the booby traps in the house, right? It's like, oh, you thought you were going to get me with that? It was 41 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. 41 to nothing in a potential trap game. I would say they avoided the trap. Riley Leonard has not put up lofty stats. Uh, He hasn't had to. They're just cruising. They are now four games into the year. They are undefeated. They've played the Clemson down to Lafayette and everyone in between. And and they have won every single game by three-plus scores, three-plus touchdowns, 21-plus. Riley Leonard has yet to turn the ball over. That's what you that's awareness, right? I talk about awareness all the time, which is is, you know, when you're ahead, we so we talked about this with uh Josh Allen in the first week, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as Zach Wilson is in for Aaron Rodgers, the number one thing for for Buffalo should have been protect the football, get out of there with an easy win. Instead, he turned the ball over four times, five times, four interceptions and a pick and they lost. Or was it three interceptions and a pick? Whatever it was. A lot of turnovers. Yes, lots. Riley Leonard's kind of doing the opposite. He's gone into every game, kind of sized everybody up, and I think we're I think we're better here. I'm just going to protect the football, and we're going to get out of here with a win. So when I when, let's go back to the original analogy, Elko and Deion Sanders, with purely impact on the program being the things that they have in common, not really much else. This upcoming week for Duke is what last week was for Colorado. Right, Colorado went to play Oregon. They they had all the momentum. They had some national hype. They had all of this stuff. And 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 what did Oregon do to Colorado? <sighs> right, Oregon. I think they're still scoring right now. I think there's. I think they just scored again. 
Game's been long over, but I think they just uh, the 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 scoreboard's been counting constantly since that game ended, right? So Colorado got brought down a little bit. Not saying Duke will, but what I'm saying is this is the game where you find out either Duke is a legitimate national contender, and then they're going to play well and or beat Notre Dame at home, college game day in town, all the pomp and circumstance, all the hype and sizzle. Or they're gonna they're gonna have their measuring stick moment where they recognize the difference between being really good and a top ten team. Where they recognize the difference between being really good and an ACC championship level team. But you need these games. You need these checkpoints. You need these moments. It's why being in a in a good conference is so important because it forces you to have these moments. Right, I've, I've, let me, let me think of some of the teams that. You do you remember the uh, the Colt Brennan Hawaii teams? Oh yeah, there was one year. Uh, I want to say oh seven, oh six, oh six maybe. Uh, where Colt Brennan was out there in Hawaii. I grew up watching Colt Brennan the Hawaii offenses, which is why I bring it up. Um, they played in the Sugar Bowl against Georgia, and they lost by a bajillion trillion. They just got they they got smacked. They got steamrolled. But up to that point, they didn't have the game where you got to learn whether they were built for that stage or not. Right? Mm-hmm. They didn't have that checkpoint. They didn't have, and even if they they had lost a game earlier in the year, uh, they wouldn't have been in the Sugar Bowl. But they probably would have been a better team later because they would have. Right? Eventually, you have to fill the boat with water to see if it leaks, or put it in the water to see if it leaks. Right? And then once you see where it leaks, you go, all right, that's where we have to fix it. That's what this is for Duke. You're going to put the boat in the upper tier water, right? You're going to put the boat in the Notre Dame level opponent water, and you're going to see if it leaks. If it doesn't, great. Let's let's turn on the engine. Let's fly. Let's go. Let's go water skiing, right? Let's go have some fun. Put a tube back there and see how fast we can get going around the lake. The other option is you leak a little. Right, you're in the boat, and it's why are my feet wet? That becomes a problem. What do you do? You put it back on the trailer. You go fix the problems. Either way, right? Because I mean, Colorado. Guess what? They put that bad boy in the water. It started sinking right away. Oh yeah. They now know what they have to fix. And guess what? It's the offense and defensive lines. <laughs> they know where the big the big hole in the boat was. It was a it was a gash. Right. As soon as they put it in there, things started falling off. Well, okay, that might happen, but at least you know where you have to fix it now, and you know what's good also. You know what's 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 at that level. This is a good game for Duke. Good game for Duke, and you get to show off a little bit, right? All those years of watching only basketball game day come to campus, you get to be the main attraction now. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. But he looked every bit the superstar he should look. Threw a touchdown left-handed while being tackled. Can we? Can we just... Can we just take a step back and talk about that for a second? I asked 
on Friday, I said, you know, Drake's playing well, right? He threw for 414 yards the, the, the previous week, but it was two touchdowns, two interceptions. We had Tim Hasselbeck on, on the show saying that Drake May was not just the best quarterback in this draft. He was the best quarterback in e e any of the last 15 drafts. Better prospect than Andrew Luck, Matt Stafford, Cam Newton. And I was going, you know what? I need I need some more superstar plays from someone with that much ability. I need some more, let me put the team on my back plays with someone with that ability. And and then he went and threw a touchdown left-handed while being tackled in a uh, conference game on the road. And it's like, you know what? I asked for superstar plays. How else could that be described than a superstar play? Message sent, message received. I applaud you. Here's your coach, Mac Brown, talking about the left-handed throw. The play that Drake made with his left hands, maybe the best play I've ever seen in college football, is unbelievable. I sat there and looked at it, and I wanted to run it back, and then I looked up at the Jumbotron. I told him at that time, win the game, and it'll be number one on SportsCenter. And uh, I think it would have been number one either way, but I, I, I was shocked. I've never seen him even do that. Um, and he just acts like he does it all the time. So, uh, but he's he is really a, a good player. Okay, one thing here, uh, Mac, calm down. <laughs> okay, uh, I don't know if everybody realizes or remembers this. Uh, Mac Brown was the coach of Texas in maybe the greatest college football game ever played, when when Vince Young beat. Matt Leinert and Reggie Bush in that USC team. And I say Vince Young because, yeah, Texas beat USC, but Vince Young beat USC. Uh, that was special. Running for the touchdown on fourth right inside the, the pylon. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get Drake May threw it with his left hand, but it was a regular season game against Pitt. <laughs> Vince Young might have made six plays. I would put above Drake May throwing it with his left hand. So, so Mac may have got caught up in the moment a little bit, calling it like the greatest play of anyone he's ever coached or whatever he just said. But that's not to say it wasn't a superstar play, right? If, if I have to sit here and, and invoke Vince Young in that Texas-USC National Championship Rose Bowl, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Right, you, it, just the fact that 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 is where I had to go. Uh, you're doing something right, and what I like about it even more is is they won forty one twenty four, but it wasn't that the whole game. Right, Pitt was up seven nothing. Pitt was up fourteen seven, and then UNC and that offense re reminded everybody that they are UNC and that offense. And uh, they put up a bunch of big plays, big plays in the passing game, right? Drake may finish with just the one touchdown pass, but big plays taking you down to the the four-yard line. Then he ran it in, in a couple cases, or one of his teammates ran it in. Um, I'm, I'm satisfied, right? I, 22 of 30, 296 yards, the left-handed touchdown. He also ran for two touchdowns. They end up winning 41-24. I'm satisfied because I wanted superstar plays, got a couple of them. I'm satisfied because uh, this was the first game that it didn't feel like Tez Walker was hanging over the proceedings. It felt like when I was watching a UNC football game, I was watching a UNC football game. I wasn't watching a bunch of uh, college football players trying to bring awareness to a cause of their, their friend and teammate, which is fair and I think good for the program. I'm I'm satisfied with what UNC put on the field because it, it felt like they were making steps in the right direction. With that being said, I still 
feel like UNC has another level above the level that they are playing. They're getting closer. They're moving in the right direction. But if this team figures it out and puts it all together and plays up to the level that that I believe is is within their their realm, within their possibilities, watch out. Watch out. Right? There were a few different things that uh, impressed me. There were a few different things that I was going like, mm, I think they should make that play. Now, every team in the history of the world, even that Texas-USC game, that was maybe the greatest college football game ever played, uh, there were some plays where it's like, mm, really should have made that play. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to, gonna, you know, drag them through the, the coals because they didn't make every single play they possibly could. But it, it's just there's still so much talent on that field. And, and it's like, Drake May, you make the superstar play, all right, get, get yourself two regular touchdown passes right get you like it's it's the the Patrick Mahomes of it all right and I'm not comparing him to Patrick Mahomes but when you complete a touchdown with your off hand there's not many other people you can compare it to right there's it's not like oh well I could pick from all of these quarterbacks that have completed passes with their off hand while being tackled there's only a few uh the Patrick Mahomes element is right he'll have a season where he throws for 50 touchdowns which he has had mm-hmm. and Seven of them will be the otherworldly ones that we remember, right? The ones where he's running full speed horizontally to the line of scrimmage and he flicks his wrist and somehow it's in Travis Kelsey's hands 45 yards downfield into a window the size of a of a mailbox. Yeah. But then the other 43 are mostly just like open guys, good reads, good throws, right? It's, it's yeah, make the unbelievable, but also make sure you're always making the, the routine. To quote the 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 great Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh fan in there, Dennis Cox. Make routine routine plays routinely. Make the routine plays routinely. Then if you're going to make the uh, the astronomical, make the extraordinary, but make the routine plays routinely. Uh, I feel like UNC got more of the, the extraordinary plays against Pitt, but they still probably left too many of the routine plays out there to be made. I want to see them put the two together. Right, that's what Mahomes does better than anyone. He puts the routine plays together with the extraordinary plays. Some guys make the like there. There is the the. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example of this. Um, I think Fitzpatrick was a bit this way, where Fitzpatrick would make some extraordinary plays. Right, the play where there's a face mask and it's turned sideways as he lets it go blind and he completes the pass anyway. But then he also threw a lot of interceptions on plays that should have been routine completions. Like, like you don't want to be that team either. You don't want to make the extraordinary without making the routine. So I'm, I'm still holding out hope that UNC puts it together this year. I'm still holding out hope that before Drake May walks across the stage and holds up the jersey with Roger Goodell, that that they they reach the top of their potential. And again, this is a compliment in in the form of a criticism, right? Most schools, if you win a a conference game on the road, 41-24, the radio station in their their, uh, area comes on the next day and it's just, it's nothing but but rainbows and gumdrops and they're setting off little popper fireworks, little pop, you know what I'm talking about? But when when you see something more, you get to be a little bit more harsh.